right, everybody. Welcome back to the CrossFit Casco Bay podcast. Nick and I are back again, and we're continuing uh, part two of uh, Weightlifting Month here, and today we're diving into the clean and jerk. Nick, yeah. how's it going? I'm doing great, Zach. How are you doing? Good. And let's let's start off a little bit about uh, what is the clean and jerk and how it kind of differs from the snatch. Yeah. Um, so obviously, last time we talked about the snatch, uh, the uh, more technical, frustrating lift of the two. The sweet thing about the clean and jerk is the barbell comes out and is usually a little bit more intuitive for people. Um, the clean and jerk is simply going in from a grip just outside shoulder width um, from the floor to your shoulders, passing through a squat when you catch it, standing it up, resetting yourself and then accomplishing the jerk. That's why it's the clean and jerk. It's one movement, but two movements. So um, <laughs> if that makes sense, uh, you need to make sure that they, uh, um, certain aspects are applied to both parts of that lift. Right. Yeah. And it, it, it basically ends up in this, it's, it starts on the floor and ends up overhead just like the snatch, but now it's starting with, uh, it has two different movements now. So, um, I think we, and we were kind of talking before the podcast about how, uh, honestly the, especially the clean, it, it, there's really not that much that's changing between the clean and the snatch. So, uh, the, the poles, uh, generally the same. And I, it, I think what would be good to talk about instead of breaking it down again, is maybe talking about the similarities and like maybe going, making it really basic about like what it takes to be good at these two movements. So you talked a little bit about um, how it's basically just jumping a barbell up into a different position. Uh, talk to me a little bit about like what are some common things between the two that uh, are key takeaways when someone's trying to get improve their snatch or clean? Yeah. Um, so so like you said, it, it's your ability to express your strength in a jump. Um, you are jumping as high as you can and you are throwing that barbell either overhead in a snatch or to your shoulders. Um, and it's the expression of the opening of a hip as with as much power as you can um, to generate that force, you know, that we are dialing into these two movements. Uh, with the snatch, it's there's a lot more, um, not that they aren't both technical, but you find the snatch usually hangs people up a little bit more. There has to be, um, uh, they're again at the high ends of both of them. They had the margins have to be, you have to be right on your game in order to catch both of them. However, there's usually a little bit more of a margin for error, um, with the clean. It's a more of a brunt force. Hey, I'm jumping, catching this in a squat position and just grinding up through the heaviest squat of my life. Uh, the snatch is a lot more of like, Ooh, I got to make sure that I catch it in the right spot and I'm not off balance at all. If I'm off by a fraction of an inch, all of a sudden it goes and, you know, I throw it behind me. It's in front of me. I'm chasing the barbell across the gym. All that fun stuff happens. So, um, Again, those are the, that's kind of some of the, you know, when I talk, think about the snatch and the clean and jerk in, in regards to what you just asked, that's kind of the first things that come to mind. Yeah. And I, I think we talked about it last time and the, the finesse that's required for, for the snatch, cause it, it, it requires so much like the flexibility, the mobility and the coordination to catch a bar over your head. And, and especially in like a squat snatch, catching in the bottom of a squat is really difficult. Whereas I feel like you can get away with more in a clean, you can, there's a, there's a little bit more of like, I kind of get just grunt my way to this thing to my shoulders and kind of get away with it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also, especially starting off in CrossFit where, um, 
oftentimes it gives you, it's a fun little tool of like, oh, I can move around a little bit of weight and it's this fun athletic movement. And, and oftentimes you'll find as CrossFitters, we all start off and our power clean is so much stronger than our actual full clean because we can just rip it off the ground, get to our shoulders. And then we find out how to get underneath the bar, you know, cause you're pulling yourself underneath the bar and you find out how to squat underneath it. And you're like, oh wow, all of a sudden I just add 50 pounds to my lift. Cause you know, hopefully your legs are strong enough to, to squat up the weight that you pulled up. Um, so it's a cool little evolution that you see with most CrossFitters in the clean. Um, and then, you know, then it brings you to the second portion of the lift, which is the jerk. And that usually hangs people up again because a split jerk in itself, um, is, is incredibly technical to do it correct. Yeah. I think this, this, the jerk, especially the split jerk kind of goes back, has more similarities to the snatch than the clean in the, in the way that it kind of does again, reward that finesse and the, and the technicality of it, knowing where your footwork lands, making sure the bar's in the right position. But at the end of the day though, all three movements are basically jumping a barbell. And I, that's the, that's honestly the number, the, if you think about how we teach it in foundations, uh, it's basically, we start with just jumping, like learning how to jump and land. And honestly, if you can master that, you're, you're, you're already like 50% of the way there. It's just learning how to actually jump yeah. and, and jump straight and up full you, extension. You, just like you jump straight. So usually often you see a lot of people do these weird hinges and flicks of their chest, like of their chest and try to do these weird, you know, throw their body in every direction to, to get the barbell up. And, and usually it's easiest to kind of figure it out by literally just stepping away from the bar, not even touching the bar and be like, Hey, jump as high as you can right now yeah. and just feel where your body position is. Cause you're going to see, Oh, I have a vertical torso. Oh, I'm dipping. I'm driving straight up. There's no drop of my chest whatsoever. And for some reason we go to a barbell and everybody's like, okay, I'm going to allow my hips to come up high. I'm going to do my little stripper booty. Then I'm going to fling my hips forward as fast as I can whip my chest up instead of having this smooth, like, okay, I am opening up my chest and bringing my hip forward all in one smooth motion and then exploding through as high as I can. Um, as soon as you can learn how to translate that to a barbell, you're going to find that your lift becomes drastically easier. Yeah. And I think it's, it's like many things where it's like, we start the basics of like, Hey, this is a jump. And then we start going over the pole and all these little intricacies. And then once we get kind of caught in the weeds of it, I think people get a little paralysis by analysis and forget like the addition and subtraction. Like they're doing calculus when they're like, they forgot how to like, what's two plus two. And it's the movements just jump. Yeah. Just jump. And, 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 and and developing the strength to hold that jumping position as you're holding on to a bar in front of you. That's sometimes something that get lost too is, um, can you hold the proper body positions with the weight that is in your hands? Um, sometimes that is the limiting factor of like, oh, maybe my upper back isn't strong enough to pull my shoulder blades back. Or maybe, you know, I'm doing something that's, you know, I'm just not ready for this weight yet. But you just need to be able to hold that barbell as you go through that jumping position and then kind of coordinate the movement or coordinate the barbell to come along with you in that jump. Um, and, and again, may, or developing the muscle uh, and strength to do that you know, it takes time. Yeah. And I think it also requires a little bit of patience because when we are jumping, I, I think a lot of the ways that we kind of go astray is we start to use our upper body too much. That's like, honestly, if someone asked me like, what is the most common fault you see? It's on an early arm pull is everywhere. And and it's because we get impatient and we're trying to like get that bar to the, to the end position sooner than it's necessary. So with the strength also needs to come patience and like, Hey, I'm going to wait. I know that if I wait, 
<laughs> so he's like, you're correct. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I hate early arm pull. But if you wait and you're patient, let the bar come up, use that jump, okay? Because it's all for nothing. The minute you start bending your elbows, it's all for nothing, right? We got to be patient. So I think that those two things are going to be really helpful for someone uh, like on the more basic level. Um, I think uh, if you don't mind me kind of transitioning to this and you can stop me if, if you have anything uh, you want to talk about before this, but I think it also might be a good time to, to dive into the differences between weightlifting for, for strength versus weightlifting in a Metcon. Cause I think there's a, there's a big difference. I think a, a lot of people from the outside look at CrossFit and think about, oh yeah, they, they do it. They just worry about going fast and it's like not always the case and, and how we kind of look at the, the snatch clean and the jerk in two different scenarios and in two different environments very differently. So talk to me a little bit about um, how you would approach coaching and, and, or even as an athlete doing these movements differently based on what's trying to be achieved. Yeah. So people need to understand when we're weightlifting and when you're, when you're weightlifting is I'm hitting one rep, uh, hitting one rep is very different than holding a barbell and cycling it for, you know, a set of 15 repetitions. Now, uh, the, what you need to make sure you're doing when you are cycling a barbell is maintaining all of the same body positions you would with that one rep max. However, you are going to be able to rep or go through those repetitions and have a little bit more of a margin for error because the, the weight usually is a little lighter, um, in regards to margin for error of like where the bar is hitting and coming off the body, not, not sacrificing any technique in regards to safety of like my spines in the right position. I'm catching it with my knees driven out. Um, so that's kind of one of the, the variation or the differences you'd see in those. Yeah. And I think too, uh, honestly, a lot, a lot of it comes into, we're still jumping, but I think footwork is, is something too. I, I feel like when, when, especially in things like a snatch, when we're trying to lift one for one rep, we're very deliberate about like, Hey, I'm going to leave the ground really aggressively. I'm going to, I'm going to, push my feet into the ground really hard. You can even hear when someone's doing a snatch heavy. It's like their feet are loud versus like when we're doing something like Isabel, my feet actually might start a little wider than usual. Cause it's like, I'm lifting 135. It should be by moderate weight. And I, I'm still jumping, but my feet aren't necessarily like jumping really high. They're, they, they might not even leave the ground that much. It's almost like I stay in that squat stance and I'm kind of just going up on my toes and then back down on my heels again. Uh, and, and it's just little ways that we make things more efficient. But I think it is important to talk about that first point is like the primary mechanics stay the same. Our back is flat. Our knees are out. We use we push through the floor with our whole foot. We don't early arm bend. It's like we don't compromise the movement for speed and reps, we just make it a tiny bit more efficient. And we're allowed to do that because of the weight. And you'll also find too that that the the best the best CrossFitters are capable of making those big large sets in a Metcon look pretty darn close to how they move through a um, how they'd move through a heavy single. Uh, and, and it's, it's that those same, hitting the same body positions in regards to getting ball, like getting our barbells to their hips or getting, you know, hitting full extension. And it's like, they're going through these movements because that movement patterns is ingrained into their body. And, and this is the most efficient way to move, to move this weight. Um, now you'll also find that, you know, come the end of a workout, you know, with a light loading, sometimes you can start doing a couple little like, you know, Hey, maybe I hit my thigh on a, on a pole instead of my hip, like stuff like that. Like weird little cycling things. That's like happens in a Metcon sometimes, (laughs) but you can't, you can't do that in a one rep max, just the barbell won't move properly. Mm -hmm. So talk to me a little bit about, uh, why do we do such complicated movements in a workout environment where our heart rate is up and we're in unideal conditions? Yeah. Um, so 
compound movements uh, are, are, you know, compound movements meaning multi-joint movements are, are going to allow you to make adaptations uh, in a faster way than, than isolated movements. You're going to be able to uh, become more athletic through essentially, you know, these weightlifting, like the clean jerk and the snatch. Uh, and that's, that's really what we're going for, uh, is gaining that adaptation through, uh, the, the sport of weightlifting. Yeah. And I, and I think it's, it's, it's interesting too, like just being able to do a snatch in general requires a lot of fitness and a lot of, you know, a, a lot of the chen general physical skills that we try to build in here, but being able to do a snatch after you've run, after you've rode, after you've done handstand pushups is even more like that, like that is expressing an insane level of fitness. So like why not do it? Yeah. And the, and the thing I, I love the most about the, the, the weightlifting movements is, is how, like you said, how many of the 10 domains of fitness that hits upon you know and then again however depending on how the workout structure it can it can hit even more of them but um the one that really always is the um nobody ever thinks about until we start doing weightlifting movements is it or or like you know in when they're moving weights in general is is flexibility and then all of a sudden we snatch one day and people are like, oh, this is really freaking hard yeah. because you are testing your end range of motion or the, the, the you know, you're, you're testing the hardest range of motion while apl- applying a load. Yeah. And it's, it, you're, you see every fault you'll have in your body within one movement. You yeah. give somebody a PVC pipe and tell them an overhead squat and it's the, the hardest thing in the world. Right. And I think it, it kind of goes back to what, why CrossFit was created in the first place was it, it, it its roots kind of came around from training individuals, let's say like in the police force or in the military force to be able to do their jobs under high stress, right? With your heart rates high, you're in unideal conditions. Like we can't just train all the time in perfect conditions. So like, yeah, if like, Hey, if Nick and I are going to go hit a one rep max snatch, we're going to have chalk ready. We're gonna have a bench set up for sitting. You know, we have the music perfectly loud. You know, we have the, the perfect bar bell, but that's not how life is. And that's not what we're trying to build. We're not trying to build segmented results or segmented training or ideal conditions. We're trying to get better at life, try to get fit. And and I think being able to display the athleticism to do a snatch in a workout is, is remarkable. And it's something that you should try to do for as, as long as you can into as old of age as possible. Because I tell you what, if you're 65 years old and you can snatch after doing a set of wall balls, you're, you probably live independently for a long time. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. that's the primary goal for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. If, yeah, that is that, that, yeah, you can't, you can't argue with that. It's like, you know, there, there's, there's studies that show simply that you go into a nursing home and, and you set all of these individuals on the ground and the ones that can stand up are most likely going to be alive in a year. Yeah. But the ones that can't usually the study showed most of them weren't. Well now what would happen if you brought that barbell out and you was like, Hey, who can snatch here? Fuck anyone that snatched. You'd be totally fine. If the, if the yeah. fuck, if the standard is get up off the ground and now all of a sudden you're like, Hey, you know, I'm in my seventies and I'm still snatching. It's you're, you're in a good spot. So it's, it's, it's just maintaining that. Um, it's just maintaining that throughout your life. Okay. So we're listening to this and we're like, okay, cool. It's weightlifting month. I want to get better at this. And it, I, we kind of talked about a little bit about how do I get better at uh, a one rep max snatch? Tell me a little bit about the difference between someone trying to train to increase their one rep max versus like uh, Isabel, for example. Uh, and maybe let's talk a little bit more on like how to get better at, at the Isabel part versus the, the one rep max part. Yeah. Um, so again, you know, one rep max is your ability to express your 
all out strength. Right. It's just bump go. It's just, but um, muscular endurance comes into place uh, when you start talking about Isabel. Cause now all of a sudden we are not just hitting one rep, we're hitting 30 repetitions. Uh, and over that period of time, um, you start tapping into different energy systems. You're no longer, um, you're no longer just at that boom, quick burst of energy. We're now going into, okay, I'm getting a little tired and getting a little winded. Oh crap. I can't hold on to the bar anymore. My forearms, my finger, my hook grips going, hook grips going, hook grips going. Oh crap. I'm on my fingertips. Fuck. I got to put the bar down. Um, so, um, really, really what, what longer workouts become is how long I can hold on to the mechanics of the movement. And and that's really what I look at it is when you, when you really start to get what the goal, especially for us as coaches, keeping you safe is okay. You can move as fast as you want to, as long as you are moving in the fashion of like, um, you're pretending like that's, you were going for your one rep max, you know, if everything's focused, I have everything tight, you know, I'm not doing anything weird to get this weight up. And again, just maintaining that and then not putting the bar down. That's, that's really how you train for it is like, okay, I just hold on to the bar longer and longer and longer and longer while maintaining good technique and form and, and continually doing that over and over again. Right. And it's kind of like, I think I love Isabel because it, it's like perfect in this where a good test for it is like, all right, put whatever weight it is for you. Right. So one in 35, 95, whatever weight it is for you and see how long you can hold on to the bar with perfect technique. And let's say it's five. All right. Now you just start training five and eventually that turns into six. And like the goal is to eventually get to the point where I can do, let's say three sets of 10 with that perfect technique. Mm-hmm. So it kind of makes sense that it's a nice linear progression. But when I'm in a day-to-day class, talk to me a little bit about when should I decide to go heavier and do less reps versus go lighter and hold on? The um, Again, it depends on what your goals are. If your goal is, hey, I want to get the fastest Isabel time I can. Um, I always find variation, just like CrossFit preaches, is, to, is it going to be your best bet. Of You got to learn how to sprinkle it in. Of like, what's your goal in that workout today? Is my goal today to see you know, um, I'm just gonna see how fast I can get this workout done and try to be on the faster end of my time domain for the workout. And it is just go mode. I just want to breathe hard. That's fine. Add that in. But if you are somebody that, that at 135, 135 is heavy for you, well, you need to bring up your, your heavier weights and you start learning how to cycle a barbell heavier. Um, because when we're explaining workouts in a class, you're going to be told what the stimulus of the workout is. And if you are being told, hey, this is Isabel. Isabel is a light snatch weight. Well, if you're like, oh, that's not light for me. Well, then you need to work on strength. So you need to learn how to start going on a heavier barbell and getting your strength up. Um, If, you know, usually in a workout like Isabel, if you're somebody that has a pretty good snatch, you're gonna be able to cycle it well. But if you are in that boat of like, you know, yeah, I have a 205 pound snatch, but well, I blow up around minute two and have to start doing singles. Well, then it's like, well, you got to work on your fu- air conditioning. Like, yeah, suck it up, man. Just hold, <laughs> just hold on to the damn bar. Cause right. if you're snatching that weight, there's no reason why you can't just hold on. Like, yeah. it's like, it's like you got to now train to just move as fast as possible, maintain that technique and just, you know, get your engine up. Yeah. And I think, when, when you are, let's say you are that person that you look at that, that 95, that 135 pound barbell and you're like, I can't lift that. I don't think the answer is to 
only get stronger until you hit that weight, right? I think you talked about how like you, it's a it's a nice blend of both. So I don't think I think a lot of people get caught up in like when they show up and they're wanting to like just improve in general or maybe like they're wanting to do RX weights. They just only focus on getting stronger for like one or two years and then they realize that by the time they got stronger, their, their fitness has gone to crap, right? Because they didn't do both. Like the idea of CrossFit is that we have all these like glasses of water and we have a pitcher in hand and we can only pour water into one glass at a time. But the best way to do it is to just every day put a little water in this glass, a little water in this glass. Because if you spend too much time just pouring one water into one glass is full, the other waters have, have all gone empty. They've gone dry, right? So I don't think the answer is to, if you heard that, don't listen to that and think, oh, okay, I'm just going to only go heavy now. Because listen to what he said first. He said, it's a blend of both. That's what CrossFit is. So make sure that what, whichever kind of person you fall into, just because you are strong, you have the 205 snatch doesn't mean you shouldn't continue to work on your strength, right? I, I, I also think too, that sometimes it gets missed in, in CrossFit of like, hey, I want to get better at snatching. Well, it's like, you don't have to just snatch to get better snatching. What is snatching? Snatching the pulling movement. Yeah. Well, our workout today had rowing in it. Rowing is a pulling movement. So you don't realize that, yeah, I'm not, I'm not snatching a barbell, but I'm pulling for hundreds of repetitions and I'm driving through my legs for hundreds of repetitions. A lot of the stuff that we do in here is translating over into other, other, um, facets of your fitness. And that's why sometimes, Hey, we didn't deadlift for, you know, a month and a half, two months, but I just PR'd my deadlift. You're like, well, how the heck did I do that? We said, we pulled a bunch in the past month. It's just, we didn't deadlift. So it's, it's some people need to understand that what we're practicing here with GPP, um, general physical preparedness, uh, it's putting us in a position to always be getting better at everything. Yeah, you're not specializing. So if like, if you just sat there and for the next two months, all you did was clean, jerk and snatch, you're gonna get really good at it. Um, but like you said before, other things are going to suffer. You know, you do that little mile run before you go into a snatch, that mile run's going to kill you. And then right. you're going to maybe hit 60% of what you can actually hit in a, in a, in a weightlifting movement. So, um, that's why it's, again, depending on your goals, um, a balanced approach is going to always lead you to the, you know, where you want to get with, with your CrossFit journey. Right. And I think that harkens back to a podcast we did back in gymnastics month when we were talking about that LSID day and how, how brutal that was. We did a day where it was like, hold a chin over bar and then do your LSID and then do a plank or whatever that. And I, and I, I feel like people look at that and they don't see, okay, my goal is to lose weight and to get a pull-up. And I don't see any pull-ups on there. Well, that's actually a bad example. There is pull-ups. I want to get a better snatch and I want to lose weight. I don't see snatches on there. I don't see any barbells, so I'm not going to go. But what we talked about is like, imagine if you could hold an L-sit for a minute. Don't you think that person could do like a shit ton of muscle-ups or like, they probably could also lift some weights. Like, you don't just get an L-sit without being really fit or strong, right? Because like, I don't know about you, but I can't do it for 30 seconds, right? So like, there's 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 always a connection. That's the reason why they that we do the workouts that we do. They all are connected in some way. So it, if you want to get better at, at weightlifting, do gymnastics. If you can do 20 strict pull-ups, you probably got a pretty good squat and pretty good deadlift unless you only did pull-ups yeah. right so to kind of uh to kind of wrap things up a little bit uh what are some uh some more takeaways uh that you're seeing from this month that you kind of want people to bring into their training going forward not not just with the with weightlifting but their training in general i don't have some profound stuff to tell you about weightlifting other than to get stronger at weightlifting, just lift more weights. Um, but, uh, but the thing, the real big takeaway is if you look at how, 
the month played out is in order to get good at some of these movements of, you know, um, weightlifting and gymnastics. And like we talked about the month before, it's, this is consistency, consistency and, and making sure it's like, you know, um, yeah, we're, we're sprinkling in a little bit more, uh, volume of those, of those special movements throughout that month. But, um, again, it, the, with our training methodology, all of it kind of, you know, all of it has positive impacts on your overall fitness. And if your overall fitness increases, your ability to lift more weight's gonna increase, your ability to do more gymnastics is gonna increase. Yeah, absolutely. So that's how we're going to wrap up part two of our weightlifting podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. As always, let us know if you have anything you want us to talk about. Let us know in the gym. And uh, as always, we'll see you there. Take it easy. See you guys.